0: Well, wrestling fans, welcome to the first-ever media day for wrestling in Fort Wayne Semi-State. Uh, kind of a brainchild of uh, my partner, Dane Filling, here. As uh, We're going to podcast this uh, entire session. And, Dane, I looked at the check sheet over there, and we've got 22, 23 people here. Still a couple of people rolling in. I'd like to thank uh, Wayne TV for showing up. Um, you're two, you two got a couple of newspaper guys here as well.
1: We do, yeah. We've got uh, representatives from the Journal Gazette and from KPC News, covers the sort of uh, Kosciuszko County, uh, Noble County, that kind of area, and then Steve Kra, who is their representative. He also writes for Indiana Matt and does a lot of their features. So
0: a lot of coaches here. We have uh, Pat Colt from uh, track wrestling here. We've got uh, Juwan Bolden from. Uh uh, wrestling matters podcast and uh, as we have coaches on here we'll send them over to talk to him and uh, get them used to the the things that he does there we like to promote uh, anybody that's doing uh, things in uh, in indiana related wrestling uh, and we're joined our first guest on the uh, the initial media day hey when you're the champ rochester clinton <laughs> guard clint. you get to go first <laughs> yeah clint we've yeah. had you on the call-in guest before but sure uh, and in person uh viewing here uh Thanks for making a trip over to the big D-Town here. Thanks for having us. We appreciate it.
1: Well, we certainly enjoyed last year's tournament run by you guys both at Team State and then last year's semi-state was so entertaining to watch Adam Central and Rochester go back and forth. We follow Adam Central from the very start. <coughs> well, Rex and I follow him sure. from the football season. And uh, it was pretty cool the way that, that all played out last year, and I know it was probably a, a big deal for your program.
2: Yeah, it's a huge deal. I mean, you don't see too many schools – our size, you know, if you look at the, what last three or four years in our semi-state Oak Hill, um, Western us, um, that, those are the last three years. So, you know, when you think about some of the big Fort Wayne schools and, and you, know, you think about Belmont, the rich history there and, um, you know, Garrett and their success and Adam central and their success at, at team state, the last few years, Prairie Heights, um, you know, we've, First of all, we were really excited, but just feel fortunate to be able to compete, and um, you know, I mean, that, it's huge for a school our size to be able to come and do something like that. So,
0: and then actually get a guy on the lights, get a state champ out of the deal, too.
2: Yeah, and that was Rochester's first state champ last year uh, in wrestling. I think it's only the fourth one in our school's history. Um, you know, you think I'm, I, I'm sure you remember Rex uh, Damon Hummel. Well, who do you think refereed his um, matches in the finals <laughs> two years in a row? Yeah. So, you know, you think of his, you know, his history and the fact that he never won a state title and, and we've had some other kids that have done well down there. And, you know, for a kid like Marshall to be our first was, was pretty special.
1: So how do you follow up a season where you win uh, a team semi-state title and have an individual state champ <laughs> Well, and then, and then move forward into this year?
2: Well, we've, our kids, you know, like probably most of these schools here, uh, our kids have had a really good summer. Um, they put in a ton of time in in the summer spring summer and fall um, I've, 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 we're just very fortunate we have a group of kids right now that have kind of bought in um, and are doing some really good stuff for us uh, it's going to help us a lot with a good freshman class that's come in uh, we've got we've got three or four really uh, strong strong freshmen um, that are that are going to help us out and uh, you know we've got Lane horn at 106 pounds who you know, we believe he's good enough to win a state championship, and he's had some really good wins this summer, uh, this offseason, uh, finished third at IHPO, um, and had two really nice wins over uh, a stud from, um, I think he's from Ohio. Uh, he was a F- uh, Fargo national champion, Greco, um, and um, Dickman. We beat Dickman um, and then lost to a, a kid who's uh, ranked pretty high from Ohio. So, um you know, Lane Lane's going to be right there. In, in our opinion, Lane's going to be right there fighting for a state championship. And um, Brant Beck is probably going to wrestle 52 or 60 this year, um, but he's a you know middle school state champ. Um, puts in a ton of time. He's a start you know a freshman starter on our football team. Um, ran for gosh 175 yards um, lat, uh, on Friday in the you know semifinals of the sectionals. So. Um, are you guys still alive in football yeah we okay. are we we play uh um lafayette central catholic this okay. friday so
1: we yeah. saw them at semi-state a couple years ago yeah playing yeah. south adams
2: yeah they're tough um but but we are too i mean we we've our programs really come around with uh coach schaefer and um you know i think our kids will be very confident and so we, we can make a run here in the next couple of weeks in football. Coach,
0: do um, you have a good working relationship with, the, with your football coach? That's always a, a hand-in-hand marriage that uh, is tough to do in some sports, but football wrestling is usually pretty good.
2: Yeah, we do. Um, it hasn't always been that way um, at Rochester, but uh, Ron's been really good about sharing kids with us and vice versa. I think we have, we have 17 wrestlers on the football team this <coughs> year, and I think we've got... Um, Twelve of those kids are playing a lot. So um, you got Brady back, Alex Deming, both were state. Brady was a state place winner. Alex was a qualifier. Um, Eli Swango, Gavin McKee, Aaron Swango, Swango is our starting quarterback. He was one match from the state tournament. Um, I mean, almost our whole team plays football. The only two that don't are the coach's kids. Uh, my, my son at 52, Grayson Garden. Derek's uh, boy Ethan Holloway. So, um, a lot of our kids uh, are we double up and um, we share the weight room quite a bit. Um, so we've every kid on the football team, but I think two are in my weights class, um, and I have every wrestler on our team except one are in my weights class. So,
1: so two things I want to talk about. One is you're talking about your talented freshman at 106, something that we're going to plug a lot today in our show and tonight on the broadcast is indiana mats uh pre-season magazine that's mm-hmm. going to come out with rankings there's all kinds of inf- i didn't know that much about him until i read the draft for it um so anybody who's out there listening that wants to know something about some of these incoming freshmen that's the place that's the place to get a lot of that information and i will tell you you, you may not know i don't know if you know uh he's got a lot of respect from indiana matt when you see the rankings you'll 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 know how much respect he's being he's being given but the other thing i was going to ask you was we deal with it a lot with our scheduling because we've had a lot of success between adam central and south adams when it comes to football Mm -hmm. and that that beginning of the year november december wrestling schedule we know it's going to change we've got adam central matches scheduled right right. now we know we're not going to do them because Mm -hmm. adam central is on a collision course with lutheran in that one A state title <laughs> game, uh, how do you handle that as a coach? And what does your early schedule look like? How much are you, how much are you, uh, maybe missing as you approach the first practice tomorrow?
2: I, um, I don't know. I mean, it, this is a first for me, and uh, this is the first time we've had a team go this deep into the playoffs uh, since 2000. Okay. And so I've, we've always had our kids either the, that first Monday. Or the second Monday, and a lot of times it's been that first Monday. So um, right now we're looking at probably moving our Manchester duel back, which really stinks for us because we had it set up to where it's a Friday night duel. you know. And I, I think that's a pretty cool thing to do. Um,
1: Belmont and, is starting their season this year with a brand-new duel against Wawa Sea okay. on November 18th. So it's definitely a nice yeah. trend as you see – some wrestling coaches who are willing to go to their a d and say, "Hey, give me a Friday night where you don 't have basketball at home sure i don 't want to preempt your basketball, but give me a Friday night where I can bring my fans in and stay out late, not worry about school the next day
2: yep and that's what that 's what we're, we were trying to do, and um, I think this year we 're probably going to have to move it um, you know like i said we 've got a ton of kids playing football. And I don't like giving them. You know, by the time they get done with football, even if we lose on Friday night, by the time we get done, they get finished with football and do their exit meetings and all that stuff. You're you're talking maybe seven days that they're going to have a chance to practice. And I I don't like putting my kids in that position. Um, I think you gotta, you know, the IHSA says they got to have five practices in, and that's just not enough. I mean, our kids they need to be in shape. They need to get some weight off. Um, you know, they need to get back acclimate. They're going to be sore. You know, there's no way you can have five practices in and then go ha- ask them to compete and be as sore as they're going to be. That's just not fair to the kids.
0: You know, so. every wrestling coach will tell you that there's wrestling shape and there's football shape. Absolutely. It's totally different. And uh, those kids have to change because it's a whole different muscle set that mm-hmm. you get into. And, and football toward the end of the season, I mean, I mean, you you have a hard play and it's like 10 seconds long. In the, and then you walk back and huddle and say, it's, it's different. It's not six minutes of hard go fast kind of stuff but uh it's it's one of those things it's different shape
2: sure absolutely and that's you know and i've I've talked to my ad about it and he's he's all for it um we've already reached out to the manchester athletic director so they're i don't think it'll be a huge deal for us um you know we'll move that duel and uh, we may end up moving our north field duel um but then after that we've uh we don't really wrestle again our varsity schedule we don't wrestle again until December. So. Um, I think we'll be fine. Um, I'm not too concerned about it, but you know, if we go, if we win this week, this Friday, and we go a little bit deeper, we're going to have to look at some things. And um, you know, again, I, my big thing is just making sure the kids are safe, and I want them to be able to wrestle in the postseason. You know, I don't. You know, what if we get it, put a kid out there too early and he gets injured? Yep. You know, and now all of a sudden we're dealing with that for the next two months. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we're dealing with that already. You know, our 82 pounder Gavin McKee, who had a really, really good summer, um, beat some strong kids, and he had some losses, but put in a ton of time. Um, just a, a freak tackle on the football field slipped and broke his broke his leg. Um, it, I hope we get him back, but right now he's got nine screws in his in his tibia. So, oh, I saw the same thing. At Adam
1: Central's very first game. Cam Smith, six interceptions so far this year. Picks off one ac goes up 35 nothing but as we've talked before and you know and you understand in 1a football you can't just throw in the jvs sure yeah and so he's still playing in the second quarter or in the second half and he picks off another pass and boom tackle into the leg broken tibia broken fibula oh wow and he's you know he's worried about his high jumping season yeah. in the spring because yeah. it, and it's you know it just takes that one play but uh and it's in the same thing it's you know, it's a blast double leg that you're not ready for because you're out of position or you're not in shape in December against Manchester in a duel. Sure. And all of a sudden, he's not there on your sectional roster. So it's right. definitely something that you have to, to keep in mind. So tell us a little bit, what, what big tournaments are you going to this year?
2: Um, well, we go to, uh, we host the John McKee, um, which every year we've tried to make that a little bit tougher. And this year we've got Concord coming um, They've got some really good kids, and obviously uh, Anthony's a new coach there, and I think they'll be um, much better up and down. Um, looking forward to seeing, I don't know where he'll be, um, 95-220. Um, I can't pronounce his last name, but he's a hulk of a human being. Um, Alex Deming lost to him last year in the finals at semi-state, so in a, in a takedown there at the, I think lost by one or two. Um, so we're looking forward to seeing him again at either 95 or 220. Um, we go up to... Is that uh, Kahucha? Yeah. Kahucha. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Kahucha? Yeah, he's a stud. Um, so we're looking forward to seeing him and some of their other kids. Uh, we go up to the Elkhart Tournament early December 10th, I think it is. Penn, Gymtown. Um, those are notoriously the two huge, you know, uh, big hurdles for us. And you
1: can't uh, talk about Jimtown now without talking about...
2: got Christian Carroll. Christian Carroll. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who, who knows where he'll be. Yeah. Um, you know could be at 220 again so that'll but but good for brady i mean you know our kids need to see those kids just as much as anybody so we saw him last year in the quarterfinals i believe it's at state and um lost to him tech fall um everybody knows christian's a stud so um but I, you know who knows i mean there's rumors all over the place he's going 220 he's going heavyweight so who knows we'll step out there and we'll wrestling. um uh, we, uh, I said we uh, host the McKee, so we're there. Uh, and then we go down to the Northmont Invite, um, which I've really come to like uh, that tournament. Because
1: you guys were Al Smith we were, for a long time. Yeah,
2: we were in Al Smith for a long time. Um, but, you know, I just got to the point where we were taking our young, young kids up there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was either leave them home, which I didn't like doing that either, But you take them up there and they're going zero and two, or maybe one and two, if they get a first round forfeit or something like that. And it's just not that you're just not building your young kids. And
1: it's a long two days. If you got if you got one or two forfeits and you got twelve guys and you got maybe two who make it on the second day, and then you've got two guys who maybe make it to the afternoon, but then you've got eight guys who are zero and two, and all they do is sit and lay. In those wide rows upstairs, sure, Or yeah. spend time at Subway, and it doesn't really do a whole lot of good. So I definitely understand that.
2: Yeah, and you know Northmont, you're guaranteed five matches on the first day. Then you come back, and you're guaranteed at least one. Um, so your young kids are getting six. You know, last year we had a first year wrestler who, um, heck of an athlete, just didn't know a whole lot. Um, but he was in our lineup. Um, by the end of the year, he was wrestling really, really well. But he went and got six matches, yeah. um, and that helped us. Uh, you know tremendously or helped him tremendously especially going into team state so um you know like like and it's a good team trip for us we go down to Crawfordsville the night before we stay two nights um we you know we take our coolers and do all that stuff so uh, our kids really enjoy it and um it's a good tournament you know I know it's not the Al Smith but I mean it's, it's, not a, well, it, it's not a weak tournament.
0: The Al Smith's good if your studs are going to win it. But sure. if not, it's a meat grinder and your kids get beat up. And yep. it's just one of those things. So, uh, Coach, we appreciate you sitting down and talking with us, being the first one here. I'd like to send all these coaches over uh young Mr. Bolden, who runs uh, Wrestling Matters podcast sure. uh, page. We're going to stop over and see him, and I appreciate you stopping in. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That's been uh, Clint Gard from the uh, Rochester Zebras. And uh, I'd like to thank uh, other people who like to thank for this event going on. Uh, the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, Jason and his wife have uh, put together a nice little taco bar for us here, and uh, along with uh, Indiana Matt, who's helped sponsor this, along with WZBD. And with um, that, uh, looking for our next guest, we'll see if we can, if We have an idea. We're going to have uh, Pat on here, maybe talk to uh, track wrestling here. And uh, that's a that's a part of the uh, wrestling scene that uh, most people don't know a lot about. But uh, as Dane makes his way back here, this is this is one thing uh, when you talk about track wrestling. It's one of those things that uh, most people don't moach about it.
1: We're making her turn red.
0: This is radio, not TV. This is not TV, <laughs> Pat. You're okay. Get your get her headset adjusted here a little bit. Just slide that up there.
1: That's size for. Big wrestling meatheads. <laughs> I don't have the big. I'm going to
0: have to this. <laughs> here, hang on. Let me, there you go. Let me hook you up. Oh.
1: Rex is performing an adjustment over here. So we are joined in the podcast now by Pat Culp, who has the official title of. What is your official title?
3: I'm state chair of the Indiana State Wrestling you Association. You are state
1: chair. Of the ISWA. Mm-hmm. i yeah. tell you what, I had my first real experience as dad with an ISWA tournament last year in March, and uh, it was a heck of a lot of fun. I brought my 7-year-old, and we went down to state at Warren Central, and uh, I think you'll be proud because as he wrestled in the elementary uh, tournament at Belmont this past week, and he won, the first thing he said was, Dad, does this mean I get to go to state this year? Oh. So. Just. A little eight-year-old's excited to go down to Warren Central, and it is a big, it is a big tournament down there, and there is a, a lot of places to get lost. But Rex, you'll be interested in this. My daughters, you know, I spend all my mo- all this money that I make, goes directly to the dance studio. Of course. So the dance studio is having their regional competition at Warren Central the same weekend as state wrestling. Twofer. So now I get to count myself as dance dad, but I'm really just going to be wrestling dad. <laughs> they're in so many dances, they cross over. No, no, they're not going to know if
0: I'm there. Now, now Pat, you do a lot with uh, track wrestling as, as well as you help set some of that stuff up too.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. I set, <clears throat> I set all of our state finals up, yeah.
0: And, and that's part of the behind the scenes. And a lot of people use track wrestling uh, if you're not able to make the match. Uh, there's been times I was locked in someplace and you go in track wrestling. It's not... I'm the cheap guy. I don't pay for the video. But I tell you what, to go in just to watch a match, go back and track and see how the brax is going. It, it's something that you can track matches from all around the country if you want. And it's, mm-hmm. it's something that old guys like me, we had nothing close to technology that way back in the day. But uh, for these younger kids, uh, I guess they don't know how good they have it with the technology they have these days.
3: Right. Because if you remember, we used to do it by hand. <laughs> Everything used to be done by hand, but now with track wrestling, you know, track wrestling recently was purchased by Flow Wrestling, okay. like, like a couple of years ago. So, I was told in August out at the um, state chair summit in Colorado Springs that um, this will be our last year that we can choose between track wrestling and Flow, and then they will be merged together for next year. Okay. So, I don't know what it will look like at this point. But um, they are going to merge.
1: Track wrestling is one of those things. You know, there are seventy-five-year-old grandmas out there who can't program their toaster, but they know how to navigate track wrestling to the point where they could tell you who had choice in the second period in the in the fifth round consolation bracket.
0: Probably, probably the biggest, the longest distance I know of. I know at one time Phil Arnold had to go to Lima, Peru, for business. And he was on track wrestling, following an Am Central wrestling tournament. That's 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 long distance. That's not across town or country. That's a different continent. So, mm-hmm.
1: so uh, we we are expecting to have a lot of head coaches and assistant coaches and people involved with wrestling programs uh, listening to this podcast later this week as they go through their first official practice. But what are some things if maybe you're a new assistant coach or a new head coach? that they need to know heading into the season when they get to that first tournament where they need to enter a bunch of information for, for track wrestling?
3: Great. That That's a great question because we, we have that quite a bit. And as you know, there's always like coaching changes. Um, normally when you have an event and there's several schools there, like an invitational, um, I will send out or whoever I have assigned to that event, they will send out an email to those coaches. So they need to be watching for those coaches Um, emails so that they can enter their rosters. And if they don't enter their rosters, I mean, it delays the entire event. They can't seed that event. They they can't move forward. So it's very important that they pay attention and, and get those rosters in. And it's really easy because on Track Wrestling, we have the OPC system in which you actually can enter all your results and enter your entire roster. And you can go into the OPC system and just download your roster right into that event.
1: And so what would you say uh, I know a lot of people have moved to almost doing everything on Track Wrestling to the point where they're barely keeping a, a paper book. What percentage of teams do you would you say are have reached that point?
3: Oh gosh, I'll bet we're almost at 50%. Yeah. Some people are still using that that old software my wrestling tournament or whatever to to keep stats, but the bulk of them have now moved over to Track Wrestling.
1: So on our schedule this year, I know we're going to be in the same place as you for, I assume, the NE8 duels. Yes. Uh, those are going to be at Huntington North. Correct. And, of course, we'll be at the NE8 tournament, mm-hmm. which is back in Columbia City. And we're filing a – now, not because of the of the hospitality room. Uh, that's why that, I'm doing it. That's but it why was I'm doing nice. It. That it was we were nice. positive. But we are filing an official <laughs> protest that we have to drive all the way up there two years in a row.
0: I'll so. drive up there for that that hospitality room i don't care <laughs> i'll I'd, I'd drive across the state for a baloney sandwich you know me I'd... now
1: at, uh, on a personal level what are your feelings about belmont and columbia city no longer meeting the tuesday before thanksgiving you know what for That's how what long I mean. have we done that and now we don't
3: i know for as long as i remember and i've been around wrestling a long time a long time not as
1: long as i have
3: <laughs> so um we have always i mean
1: it goes all the way back to uh, November of eighty nine. Okay, so my I, oldest, son I believe, if
3: my, I believe that's right, my oldest son graduated in ninety eight. So, again, it's been a long time, and I can remember my nephew. We were traveling to Belmont, and I can even remember like Belmont would fill that gym, you know, for that very first match, and it was kind of heartbreaking. There's been not some not to burners. There's
0: some been some barn burners I over know. the years that uh, it just. You know, yeah. that's the way to open your season, and, and if you're not yes. ready to go, you get that big dual meet. I mean, it it's, can start your season off good or bad. I, I, can,
1: I can reminisce that when I first met my wife, it would have been the fall of 2004. The very first time that she ever came to Decatur was the week at Butler. We had the whole week off before Thanksgiving. So the very first time that she was in Decatur was yeah. Monday night heading into Thanksgiving, and I remember we went to Walmart to get something. And there were three old ladies arguing in the in the aisle of the pharmacy about who belmont 103 hundred3 pound wrestler should have been, and she knew that we were going to go to the match the next day, and she was like, "What is going on here
0: yeah I mean there's, and there's here,
1: and look at her now she 's in here with a room full of,
0: of wrestling coaches there's been broadcasts <laughs> one, the, one of the biggest broadcasts i've done in years past I was doing it by myself with Belmont took out Yorktown in the team regional in the hangar down at Am Central and it was absolute bedlam down there and Trent Bussey hits an over and under on, on uh, Caster sends him back in and that sealed the match and um, later on and I saw a lady in a grocery store and she said that her husband said what are you screaming out in the kitchen she said be quiet go back in there it's Rex and I on the radio <laughs> and, 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 and they, they had not had a child wrestle for about 30 years but she was dialed in to that match, yes. and it, it happens.
3: It really. Di- I was just talking to Steve over here from Elkhart, and we were just talking about you know when we had the team regional and semi-state and how exciting that was. And we were talking about you know with Columbia City and Elkhart Memorial, and she's like, he's like, that gym was oh, so. Oh, those loud. were some.
1: Those were some great. Oh some great gosh. duels. Never went to one. Always kept my eye on it. But
3: oh, it was amazing. It was a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: yeah, I know there have been a lot of uh, a lot of talk over the last few weeks on Indiana Matt about Team State and changes like that. But I do enjoy reminiscing with people who truly appreciate what that Team State era was, and obviously for Columbia City, that was the very very peak yes. for those for those few years. Um, mm-hmm. uh, right after, well, uh, would have been Blaine's senior year. No, then the year. I think Af- it
3: was two. Like it, I think it was like uh, two years after. Oh yeah. six. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Where Belmont both started their season with Columbia City and ended it with Columbia City back to back years.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah. Pat, thanks for coming over and talking to us. And I don't want to spoil a possible surprise, but I sent Blaine a link the other day that may have a Christmas present lined up for you. So we'll see how that goes. But. Uh,
3: <laughs> oh, we're going to beat Belmont.
0: No. 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 <laughs> That's not a Christmas present. <laughs> we'll surprise you with that later. But uh, I appreciate you stopping in and talking to us. and Enjoy the company that, with the rest of the wrestling coaches around here then, that uh, you see all season long anyways. But we uh, oh, appreciate yeah, you stopping great. over here and talking to us.
3: Okay. Thanks so much for inviting me.
0: This has uh, been Pat Culp with the uh, ISWA. And uh, we associate her with uh, Columbia City Wrestling as her uh, son is the uh, head coach. And Dane... If you want, that mic is hot, too. That, that mic is hot, too. So if you want to talk, you can... I'll
1: see if
0: you guys, if you guys need me. Check one two. Try that. It's hot. I said, yeah, it's hot. It's hot. Yes, I can hear it. All right, we got the Yorktown Yorkies here now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> made their trip up from Delta. Uh, area down to muncie delaware county and uh what's the uh, yorktown yorkers team going to look like this year coaches
4: um we're pretty excited we've got uh three kids in our lineup probably this year that have been returning semi-state guys at one time or another um we had 11 go to regionals last year um ended up with we lost two of those um three of those that went to regionals so we're returning a good amount of guys. we got some younger guys that have been working pretty hard through the off season. so we're excited to kind of see those guys progress and step into those varsity roles and see how they do this year.
0: So uh, did they do a lot of summer wrestling? Did you guys have a dual-meet team that went along and that went? Uh, how far did you go in your dual-meet season with the Summer River League?
4: Um, yeah, so we, we wrestled at a lot of the New Way um, open tournaments and wrestled for... Um, one of the travel teams that's based out of Indiana, we had a lot of kids um, joining on those teams and filling spots on those. So we were usually traveling with six or seven guys to most of those tournaments. Some of the further away ones we had two or three going to, but uh, we had a good chunk of guys that were going and then more kids that were just coming in and practicing pretty consistently. So
0: Now, did you guys pair up with another team local to fill out that squad? Who are some of the other guys that wrestled with The are not Yorktown guys?
4: Um, I know some of them are around the Bloomington area. Some of those schools, um, and then they'd fill in kids from all over the place, just because they were. They go to a lot of these national tournaments, so we wrestled with the Death Squad team at a lot of those, and jumped on those teams and filled spots wherever we could, wherever our kids could get the opportunity to wrestle. So,
0: now we've we talked to Coach Clint Gard of Rochester. Uh, his team is football team is still playing lot of the other football teams we cover Adam Central football team and Adam Central seems to be in a collision course against with Indy Looster in the finals so those guys aren't coming back you guys uh just got uh, just Pat just uh, beat Garrett the other night in a pretty close game so what do you look forward to in those uh, football player slash wrestler guys and when you think you're getting back in in some kind of shape
4: uh, in that aspect um
0: I will mention we do have good chunk of our starting lineup that do still play football but we've actually had a lot of new interest from younger football players in our program so I think once we get past or however the next game should end or whatever i think we should expect a, a little higher numbers than we've had in the last couple of years when it comes to kids coming out from the football team and stuff and i know that uh, sometimes there's there's a little bit of a rub some some coaches in some sports depending on the size of school don't like to share their players is there a pretty good relationship there with the football coach and the wrestling team
4: yeah, um, we, I'd like to say we have a pretty good relationship. Um, our uh, head football coach was my head football coach when I was in high school, and his son actually wrestles for us and was, has been one of our varsity guys for the last couple years. So um, we usually get along pretty well with those guys. So. Well,
0: I'll tell you what. If there's a football coach that doesn't understand that if you have an O-lineman that has quick feet, it's because he wrestles i mean those guys i mean look at the guy that, that was the national champion for cal state Bakerfield that went right from college wrestling never played a lick of football went on he's got like four super bowl rings now for the patriots <laughs> yeah you know, he's a pretty decent football player let's just <laughs> put it that way
4: yeah um one of our i mean one of our big guys that uh has been pretty successful for us was jackson New. he was our 220 pounder and he came in as a freshman never wrestled was a big football guy and pretty decent athlete but I think he's really progressed on the football field even more just from his experience with wrestling and getting him in the room and being healthy and everything will be a huge thing for us this year so. So uh, what are some of the big tournaments that you guys uh, have been in the past or any new tournaments you may have gotten into this year? Um, Our schedule is pretty similar to what it was last year. Um, One of the really tough ones that we went to last year was the Westfield Shamrock Duels. Um, There's a lot of teams there and a lot of tough teams, a lot of bigger schools there that we went and wrestled. So it was kind of a lot of teams that we don't normally see throughout the year, but um, some pretty tough teams there. And we kind of got spanked pretty good by some of those bigger schools and we, we were missing some guys with quarantining and that sort of stuff and kids being sick last year when we went to that so I'll kind of be excited to see how much better we can perform this year if we can get our full lineup there and that th- that sort of thing so well you know that, that's one of the things that coaches always struggle with
0: you want a good tournament but you don't want a tournament that you're outclassed in you want to go up and you You want to wrestle against competition, it's going to make you better, but if you take a young guy that's got only some minimal experience, you take him in, he wrestles like five studs in a weekend, he just gets hammered, I mean, you've you've broken his spirit, and it's like, that's not good for anybody.
4: Yeah, um, you know, I feel like we wrestle a pretty darn tough schedule, we've got that Westfield tournament, we've got um, the 10-way that we trade off with New Haven, um, and, that 10-way allows us some opportunities to wrestle some of the smaller schools that are pretty tough. So we we had some pretty close duels last year at that. We've got the uh, the four that, four-way that four that we go and do at Jay County with Jay County and Delta and Winchester um, on a weeknight. So that's one of those where we get to see some more of those smaller schools. But then we also have like the Shamrock duels and we've got Mooresville and stuff. So we get a pretty good mix of some of those big schools and some of the smaller schools throughout the year so some of the danger you run into is if if you load your schedule
0: up and you wrestle a lot of studs and then you get into a season where you don't have a lot of studs and you know every team has peaks and valleys sometimes you're going to be up so you get into that schedule and you want to stay in that schedule and, and sometimes you just don't have the horses to run in that race
4: yeah and that's um you know we've we've got a lot of young and inexperienced kids in our program right now and um, some of these kids that are having success for us haven't really been wrestling all that long. So in the, in the last couple years, you know, last year I think was the first year that I've been coaching at Yorktown that we had a winning record. And I think we're getting some of those kids to get older and get that more experience and spend that time in the off season, really put the time in in the room. And we're getting to that point where we can compete at a lot of those, but still, we're still not where we want to be yet, you know?
0: And now, um, I know that you your football team's still in it. Do you have, well, tomorrow's first practice, I forgot. Dane, Dane has started our, pre, our show preseason so that tomorrow's our first day of practice, so you can't say how many people you have in a room, but how many of those guys do you think you're going to have out in the first day of practice that are not football guys, that you're going to have a, a decent number of guys in the room to actually have a decent practice?
4: I think we'll probably have around 20-ish, I'd say, honestly, without the football. I honestly think we might have a little more because we've actually had a pretty good turnout
0: when it comes to our open mats that we've been running. Okay. The last couple of weeks we've had kind of kids kind of pouring a little bit more and more into practice because we're obviously, like you said, we start tomorrow, so
4: they kind of want to get that rust off a little bit. We've had 20, 25 kids in the room just doing that, so I think – Right, it, it might be 20, but I think we might have actually a little more than what we think when we actually started. So. Now,
0: depending on how long your football team plays, who's your first
4: your opening match with? Um, our first tournament is the Homestead Super Duels. So we'll see some pretty good teams there. I know Homestead, Columbia City, um, DeKalb's there. So there's, I mean, there's some pretty solid schools up there. I appreciate you guys stopping in. And uh, I've been sending people over to uh, Joan Bolden over here who
0: runs a Wrestling Matters podcast space, so stop and check and see with him because this young man uh, has taken on a, kind of a role. He kind of invented something out of nothing, and uh, this young man, I, I turn, I've watched a couple of his podcasts, and he follows national level wrestling between freestyle and national teams and stuff. so stop and see him and uh, he'll get you on his podcast too so I appreciate you guys stopping by and uh, great luck on your season the rest of the season. Thank you man we appreciate you very much right, that's been the Yorktown coaching staff and see if Dane can uh, run somebody down here see if we can do it Talked to Joe Caprino from Indiana, Matt, to come over and sit down here. This one's fine. Yeah, he, Dame's off having an adult beverage, so I'll let you sit down here. Appreciate you coming down here, and I appreciate uh, you being one of the sponsors of this uh, uh, event. And uh, a lot of coaches here to talk to, and uh, get you just got flexed on. You just got flexed on.
5: <laughs> there's not, not there's not much there. <laughs>
0: well, we won't give his name so we don't have a battle. But uh, what what are some of the new and creative things you got going on Indiana Matt? Because every year you you put another twist on it and go over the top, and it's like, oh, this is this is better than ever.
5: Um, I don't want to tell my secrets right okay. now. But no, we have some uh, some pretty cool things going on behind the scenes this year. Um, we got a couple of new. We got one another person that's going to be doing some articles, but this is going to be uh, we're going to be following a team around all season long, kind of having almost like a storyline of their season, the trials and tribulations, everything that goes in to their season behind the scenes. Um, it's a pretty good program. I, it's going to be a fun one to do because I and I know their coaching staff's excited about it. I know the person I that reached out said, "Hey, I can do some articles for you." And I was like, I want to do something a little bit different, and we're gonna kind of run with that. And we're also gonna be probably partnering with someone else to do some some video coverage of teams over in the region and some uh, some wrestlers over there. So we're gonna kind of expand some coverage, and we're planning on hopefully doing some more dual meets. We did the Crown Point and Mount Carmel match last year; that was absolutely bonkers, and that was that was an intense atmosphere. So we're gonna hopefully do some more duels and events like that, that we can kind of put our own spin on the coverage and you know just expand what we already have. We have a great following from all corners of the state, even around the country, so we're going to just you know keep covering the kids in the sport and just kind of try to do, do a few things that are a little bit different.
0: And I, I like the way you, you've, you've kind of morphed it. It, it. At one point in time, it's just a database. There's a bunch of information out there, and then you bring a staff writer on there. They're writing some articles, and then you got articles from all around, you got links to different stuff, and it, it's becoming—it's an, become more of a wrestling news center with a lot of things other than just, here's some pictures, here's some stats, here's some rankings, here's some team rankings, you know, pass stuff, but it's become a thing where coaches can go in and say, I'm looking for a match, here's a match, I'm looking for an official, here's an official, and that's the kind of thing that... I think the power of the Internet has really changed the way wrestling and a lot of other sports have done. And we've always talked, I think, that Indiana Mat is probably leaders in the in the nation in the things that you've done for wrestling.
5: Yeah, we uh, I mean, we're just kind of make it a one-stop shop. I know a lot of ADs don't do a lot of stuff on the IHSA site looking for matches. They just come to Indiana Matt cause that's where all the coaches and everyone is um and you know i like doing the articles steve's here he does we do you know he'll do he does a feature article every week on fort wayne and uh east chicago semi-state kids usually and then uh we have jeremy hines doing the ones down south and he's, I know he's excited to, you know, start writing again, and there's some great articles, you got learn a little bit behind the scenes about kids, I know, I remember reading about Joey Butler, and he has, he likes to garden, so I was like, <laughs> okay, you know, and, and it's, it's, you know, writing the headlines sometimes is always kind of hard, and you know, that one that one wrote itself, so, uh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty neat to see, and I'm, I'm excited about these uh, couple of new ventures, we're, we haven't released what, what teams we're covering here and stuff, but uh, I think it's going to be pretty cool, and it's going to be uh, pretty neat to see kind of a behind the, behind the scenes look at one of the top programs in the con- in the state in and
0: the then country. Dane and I also like to thank you because uh, our radio guy uh, Dave Nathan sends our recording to you and put our podcast out and uh, on the website now we were hitting averaging some pretty big hits in the last year with it, and uh, we do appreciate the, the efforts that you go through to advertise our show as well
5: yeah we got a pretty good following and people it's easy to to add that to our to our listing, and I think it's good for for everyone to hear more about wrestling. And it's easy, podcasts are fun. Put them on your phone while you're driving to work, or sitting at work, whatever, and listen to people ramble about wrestling. And I know I know people like hearing Mike and I talk, and we have very little script. We're not we're not like Dane, who has like a <laughs> second by second uh, detail of what I have to talk about. And
0: well, so, we have advertisers that pay us money, so we have to make sure we get those in. So there's there's a schedule for a reason. <laughs>
1: Well, Joe, with the way this preseason has been going on the, on the message board, you could start selling some, like, political advertising. You could sell, you know, vote for, uh, for uh, North, North Heights High School for final 1A team spot. Uh, spot. But, uh, uh, that, you know, I think that's just a great sign of even what we've seen in the last two weeks about lobbying for certain teams to get spots and talking about it. The season hasn't even started yet, and people are going back and forth about, you know, what they think should happen. In December, when 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 some of those guys vote,
5: yeah, I'm, I'm excited. You know, it's it's good. It's fun to see the uh, the banter going there. You know, Mike always says that we're, you know, the board's heating up, and that that brings traffic. That brings people talking about wrestling, and as long as it's in a semi civil manner, we're we're good to we're good to discuss it.
1: Absolutely, and I'm looking forward to seeing what those teams who are in contention, and some of it just comes down to, you know, and as being as big of a part of it is that I've been the last few years. Some of it comes down to declaring your intention to compete for the last spot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, talking to the Yorktown coaches, talking to parents from Whiteland, um, a couple other South Adams coaches talking about those last spots. Like if you're listening to this now and you think, yeah, my team probably deserves consideration, make sure you, you know, reach out. Say why you think your team deserves consideration, the coach from Bishop Chatard has been very upfront. Hey, I think that I think we belong here i 'm not trying to pull your leg here 's why I think it is, and here 's the information that 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 goes along with that and that 's the nice thing about your website is you 're able to present that information, make those contacts. I know just putting this event together, everything I did I did on Indiana math <laughs> yeah. um, so and if you 're a coach listening and you don 't know about it, you know. Make your profile, if you're a brand-new head coach. Make your profile on in Indiana Matt. Get your contact information out there. You never know who's going to contact you uh, by email or by phone because they have an opening in two days for a tournament, and they see on Indiana Matt that you have two points open. You know, get that information on there. It's not going to do anything but do you good in the long term.
5: Yeah. I mean, two years ago when you know, everyone was canceling events here and there, and stuff and I was on that constantly trying to make sure that we were in you know we had you know our points filled and trying to get kids matches as much as possible and that was a lifesaver I mean I wouldn't you know trying to contact a bunch of ADs and you know hey this team has an opening and we're trying to bring teams in here you know that kind of stuff it was it was a daunting it was almost a full-time job at sometimes it felt like to try to get the schedule and try to get you know oh wait we just got dropped from this event now we gotta find something. We, we need to get kids matches. So I mean, and that was, it was such a great resource for that kind of stuff. And, and coaches use it. And I know it's starting to. There's a lot of coaches are starting to put you know their openings and things like that on there, which is good for everybody there. That you know your openings are there. You can see where they're going. You know, see what events you have that weekend that you can pick and choose from.
1: So if you're a head coach listening to this podcast, you've maybe had one or two practices already. You're starting to think about what your schedule looks like. You know when your first match is going to be. What's a checklist for somebody who, you know, we've got one, we've got one coach in our sectional, Joe. I'll, I'll throw this guy under the bus. He doesn't know who we are. He's never been on our show. He's, I think, the only coach who hasn't been on our show. <laughs> but he may not be an Indiana Mat user or a normal visitor. If somebody wants to amp up their coverage of their team, and get more involved. What should a head coach do who's never been uh, who's never been on Indiana Mat and put a lot of their stuff on there? And maybe there's no dad or fan that's providing some of that information. What's the what's the what's the checklist there?
5: Create an account, and then when you have matches, put them in there. You know that's the. It's pretty simple. It's pretty. I, I believe it's user friendly. <laughs> so it's just a matter of you know go into the dual results, say hey, we beat so and so team. Or we lost, you know. Even the losses mean something, especially those teams that are that are looking for team state uh, consideration. Those losses mean as much as those wins do at times.
1: And a lot of the information can be entered, you know, in the next week. Yeah, yeah, most teams have got their schedule pretty well put together. Coaches can go online, enter their entire schedule, and if you are short points, then that that's that red flag for somebody else who's looking in their area and a lot of people, you know, if you're looking for if you got one point left, you know you're not gonna use it on a Saturday, you know you're not gonna use it on a Friday because there's no gym open. So now you know, okay, it's gonna be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That means I've got to be within an hour. And so then all of a sudden you use your filter system. Yeah. And you filter, okay, I know I can only wrestle somebody from my semi state. And now I'm down to this many schools. And then I look at the schedule and it says, oh, They have two points open. They have one point open, and then you find that common date. And a lot of times, I know I've negotiated some, I've done some Don King work (laughs) for Belmont Wrestling, and uh, you even look at their schedule before you even call a coach and propose, hey, we should wrestle each other, and we should do it on December 10th because you don't have anybody that week, and we don't have anybody that week. Like all of that information is there to sort of start that conversation rather than just sending a cold email, hey, you want to wrestle? Like, yeah. the, the, all, with all that information there, you've got a lot better chance of making that connection with that person and getting something put together.
5: Yep, on the team page, the main team page, you can see how many points uh, that we have in our schedule system. It's not 100% accurate. It probably never will be with 300 and some schools and some people reporting stuff. Some of the, A lot of times I'll go through the web, their websites their athletic websites and try to find their schedules and sometimes they're good and sometimes <laughs> they're they are very uh, it's a daunting task they have like 27 points and i'm like this isn't right <laughs> so it's uh but we're going to probably update the the uh, schedule here in the next week got the magazine coming out hopefully tuesday just have a few more pages to wrap up and we'll be having you know starting the season off with all our rankings and everything and
1: i missed the initial conversation but that'll be available when uh, Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday, and you can buy it online. Yep. Online copy only, or you can buy a print copy.
5: Yep, we got print copy. We have got four different covers. We have Ashton Jackson, Christian Carroll, Logan Frazier, and Sam Goen and it's a, kind of a baseball card theme. So it kind of looks like a baseball card on the front and on the back that has the uh, has their stats and stuff. So it looks just like a, a baseball card. So it's kind of cool, and so we're I'm excited to get that out, but all the kids are excited to see their their. Uh, themselves on a, on the a cover of a magazine. So
0: well, speak, speaking of covers, uh, thanks to you, Joe, uh, we've come into the the big time now, and I've got one of these on order for you. There you go.
5: <laughs> I, I saw those; those are very nice. There you go.
0: <laughs> so uh, I got one on order. You'll, you'll get some free swag. Get some merch. I mean, you've you've. Look, I got a hat on. I mean, you've given Dane and I plenty of Indiana Match merch. So we've got a... Uh, we spend a so much
1: time together, we have to like tie a ribbon on our bags <laughs> yes. because we always bring our bags to our broadcasts. is that yours? No, that's mine. No, I, got, okay, that's I yours. got
0: freaked one time. I reached in my bag find some. I couldn't. I was like, where did it go? And I was like, oh, this isn't mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I appreciate you coming in and uh, sitting down and talk to us. we got a couple of South Adams coaches lined up here next. And uh, we'll get these guys in here for our thing. So this has been... Joe Caprino with indianamatt.com. Let's go to our next guest. Appreciate it, Joe. Thank you. Either one, either one, either one, Barry. We're good, either one. I'm joined by the uh, the legendary coach from Adams County, uh, Coach Barry Humble. And, Barry, I'd start running down through the list of schools that you've coached at, and I know I'd miss one or two or three and, uh, and embarrass myself. But uh, back in the day when I was just a lad wrestling, uh, you were Adams Central's coach, and uh, that that's where I remember you for, and I refereed for about five other schools you, you were at. But... Uh, Give us a rundown of, of the different places that you've coached
6: here, Barry. Well, obviously, it started the program at Adams Central back in 1970, and I was there uh, 21 years. And then um, Sam DiPremio invited me to come and help him at Northrop, so I was there three years. Then uh, Mike McMillan was the athletic director at Southside, and they needed a head coach, so I went to Southside for a couple of years. Actually, I thought I'd be there longer. They wanted me to be the, to be the head coach for a long time, but um, and you get a teaching job in the building. But the uh, downtown administration had this thing about riffing employees, and they moved somebody in, so that didn't work out. Uh, so uh, I was asked to come over to New Haven, and I was there 17 years. Uh, then I retired, <laughs> I thought. You've never retired, Barry. <laughs> so... <laughs> After after I retired, uh, that next spring, uh, Jason Arnold asked me if I'd come to South Adams, and so I coached there a couple years, and uh, thought you know forty five years would be a, a pretty good thing. And then Jesse's asked me to come and come back and help him at South Adams, so well, here here
0: I am. We've but, we've talked about your role there. I mean and. He, he works with the muscles and the bodies, and you work with the minds and the hearts, as as I think uh, Coach uh, Gaskell's talk as Coach Gaskell joins us on the air here, and uh, we welcome you guys here. And, uh, Coach, is, is this one of those uh, events that uh, come out of this wild back of Dane Fillings head and came on, and uh, w- what do you think of the idea and the event in itself?
7: Yeah, this is awesome. This is really cool to see the whole place full of coaches from all over, um, you know, coaches that have even said, man, we drove – hours to be a part of this which is really it's just exciting for the first time to kick it off and get this kind of a, a turnout yeah and it's it, fantastic if,
0: if you offer a wrestling coach a free meal they'll come <laughs> <laughs> yeah
7: exactly um, oh that's
0: big and we got uh you know we had one of the tv's news stations down here and that we appreciate them coming down a couple of guys from print media that are not from the area i you know you guys know dane because he's the print media from here but uh, a couple of guys from uh, fort wayne and from Elkhart area and uh, it's one of those things that uh it comes from a wild, crazy idea, and next thing you know, it'll—you know—five years down the road, it'll just be like something that everybody just thought always existed. Yeah,
7: absolutely. You guys have done a good job, just even—you know—building up good quality and, and high expectations, and I think I think you're seeing the the benefits of the fruits and labors you put in.
0: You uh, know, one thing that when when Dane
7: came to me this crazy
0: idea of high school wrestling weekly, and it's one of those things Johnny Heller from. Hmm you know, that was at Adam Central, you know, he at Norwell for years, Russell for Adam Central. He came to me and he said, I want a wrestling coaches show. You need to put a yeah. wrestling coaches show together. And I talked to Dane about it, and I'm like, you know, I don't like the idea of having a coaches show, football coaches show, wrestling, I mean, it just seemed dull. It needed mm-hmm. to be something different. Well, it takes Dane to bring it in. It has a different spin on it. And he said, it's not a coaches show. It's just going to be high school wrestling weekly. And it couldn't be as broad as – you know, referees, we can go to coaches, we can bring in, you know, uh, you know. we had Pat Culp on talking about ISWA. Um, it's just an overall thing that uh, we brought on, and it has really responded well. We, we go to the state finals and people talk to us and say, we listen to your podcast every week. Um, <laughs> we, I think we were averaging between the WZBD podcast page and Joe putting on the internet. Last year, toward the end of the season, we averaged about 800 downloads on a podcast. And, and two years ago, we'd have thought that would have been ridiculous. <laughs> and then it's like, I'll listen to podcasts. But you listen to your own podcast. I listen like four or five times. Just get my number up. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
7: No, <laughs> no
5: that's. Oh, boy. Now, Barry,
0: you know, you and I, you're a little bit older than I am, but we go ways back. What do you think the sport of wrestling has done that has changed? It's just come leaps and bounds back in the old days. People have talked to me. VHS tape did not exist when I wrestled, and people said, "Oh, I got some tape of this." And I went "We didn't even have VHS tape." There was one dad who had this big, massive recorder. You know, he maybe had a Sony Betamax or something, and and recorded it. but uh, the technology in wrestling has just come to the point since you started and when I wrestled that kids don't understand where they've came to from where we were at.
6: Well, that's that's very true, and I've said this many times before that. Um, people don't fully appreciate what has happened in Adams County over the years and how that's a hotbed, because if you lived in another area, you wouldn't believe what Adams County has has done and how important the sport is. So I, I've always thought, you know, like uh, even though the city schools in Fort Wayne are bigger, um, they, they don't get that that kind of coverage that kind of excitement and so it has to be generated by the coaching staffs from each of the schools
0: you know back in the day when that technology wasn't there you and i were spoiled because we had a guy named jim hopkins who just loved wrestling and he covered wrestling better than anybody in the area definitely and and we were so spoiled because when i graduated hoppy came to me with a big pack of of 35 millimeter film here's a here's a thousand pictures i've took over four years and i still
6: got them yep well and, and that coverage, for example, uh, at a c uh, our our girls did um, uh, scrapbooks for all the wrestlers, mm-hmm. and when they graduated they had they had this scrapbook, and I've had so many young men now older men tell me that that scrapbook is the most more important than any medal or trophies or anything that they won having that scrapbook, and that wouldn't have happened you know if it was someplace else Well, when I wrestled my
0: my dad didn't know much about wrestling we weren't like a family of wrestlers i just started wrestling and i was the only one in my family we had no relatives we're the only brewers (laughs) indicator and um he would get so excited and involved in the matches that he had to find something to do to take himself out of it so he bought a camera and he became a photographer and he started taking pictures and he found that that's the only way that he didn't just get too crazy in a match. And, and he would take pictures. And he built me some really good scrapbooks over four years and then the two years I wrestled in college. So I had this massive stack of scrapbooks. And he was a statistician and he kept track of takedowns and near falls and for everybody on the team. And um, I had those books. And Dane says, Can I see those books? So my books have been with Dane for about the past six years. <laughs> and Dane goes back in and pulls out history because, you know, he had newspaper articles that Hoppy had printed out. And we have brackets and we have data and everything, and it's 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 just something that's really nice to have. And I understand that
6: scrapbook too. So, but well, you know, you you were mentioning about the things that have changed. I, I can remember the time when filming a, a match uh, was illegal, <laughs> and you'd get in big trouble. And today, you know, because of the cell phones and what have you, I mean, people are fi- you can catch film any place on yeah. anybody.
0: Mm-hmm. I tell you what, guys, I. Appreciate you stopping by. Uh, I've been sending people over to talk to uh, Juwan Bolden over here, who he runs this uh, Indiana, uh He runs a Wrestling Matters podcast page, and everybody out there, if you get a chance, go and see that. We we promote that as much as we can, and uh, this young man's doing a lot of work all by himself to make that happen. And uh, we appreciate you guys coming in, and I, I hope that this is something that that d- does take off, and it's something that you guys enjoy coming back to year after year. Most yeah, definitely.
7: Yeah, good Most. job. Good job, guys. Appreciate it
0: with that we'll see if we did you line up another guest name okay we're good Thank you. Thank you. get our next garrett coach our coaches coming in here.
7: here okay, perfect so why don't you gentlemen introduce yourselves? Well, I'm Nick Krauss. I'm the head coach of Garrett Wrestling.
8: I am Mike Poppy, assistant coach at Garrett.
7: So why don't
1: you tell us a little bit about where, uh, oh yeah, bring that up just a little bit. Now we're talking. Testing, testing. Now, Rex, they said that they have been on radio before and involved a free breakfast. So I guess that's a recurring theme in radio in high school sports. It is for me in football. Rex hosts a Saturday morning coaches show for football every year.
7: That's what we went to do it on, and they were talking about um, girls basketball and boys wrestling that day on that Saturday morning.
1: Oh, I got you. I got you. That's the only way I
0: can get football coaches to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning. That's the only way I can get them coming up at 7 o'clock in the morning is I feed them free breakfast.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. So what do we need to know? What does the the state need to know about uh, the Garrett wrestling team this year?
7: Um, We'll be pretty good. Uh, Obviously, this is a media night, so... We're going around mingling with all the other coaches. And, you know, I, I've talked to Cody LeCount a little bit, the Delta coach, and I've talked to some other coaches. And I think 2A Team State is going to be outstanding this year. You know, we had a stretch where back in the day, I can't even go back how many years, it felt like the champion was kind of new.
5: Pre-
1: kind of predetermined in a lot of years. By the time you got to Team State, it's like, well, I
7: mean, yeah. who's going who's gonna to block them?
6: It was Yorktown for what? Few years For in
7: years, row, and yeah. And then Wallace, he kind of took over. And then um, the year that we won it, we knew stuff that people didn't know we knew about kids, and that's fair. We kind of thought we were going to win it handily. And then the very next year, we're like, Belmont's going to win it handily, and they did. Both those things happened consecutive years. But then this year, and I could be wrong, but I think you've got Belmont, Jay County, Delta, Garrett, Norwell, Western. I really, right now, looking at the lineups, feel like any one of those teams could win it. Who's going to be healthy? Who's going to have the best day? I think it might be the most competitive 2A team state there's ever been.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the other X factors to the whole thing, and obviously we're going to spend a lot of time this year talking about 2A team state all the way through January 8th. um, There's some teams up from 1A that have been super successful in the last five years that all of a sudden are in 2A. What do you make of them? You know, you don't know them. You don't. You've, uh, Centerville is up. Um, and I'm trying to think of who the other one was. Uh, I was just going through the team rankings. And I share your sentiment. Because as I, I was trying to make a preseason top 10, typically it's pretty cut and dried who goes where. But man, I'll tell you what, I'll let you in on a little secret. By the time everybody listens to this, they'll have bought their preseason mag. But I've got Jay County as the preseason number one. That's fair. I mean, I think. I think they've got a real strong dual team, and I think we're going to see a lot of them of Jay County this year. Um, but I, I think you're right. From from one to six or seven even, I think you've got a whole list of competitors for that crown. And, you know, a lot of people, people always want to ask, just because we, you know, we're kind of the voice of the, of the program in a lot of ways, what do you think of Belmont this year? How do you think Belmont's going to be? It's going to be a good season? And I tell them, absolutely. We're probably going to lose a couple matches because – Last year, as much fun as it was to win everything and go undefeated and win a Team State title, it was kind of boring. I mean, Belmont went through Team State and wasn't even challenged hardly. Like, I am excited for this year's 2A Team State. I'm excited for Belmont to be in matches where they've won seven matches, the other teams won six, and we're going down to the last bout. Like that. That's what I like about the, about the sport. I love to see my team dominate, but at the same time, like, Absolutely. Let's go into team state where the team who gets the six seed is angry at where they're at because they wanted to be on the other side because they think they got a shot to win.
0: One thing that does not make Dane happy is he will not be at 2A team state because they put him in different locations. So uh, I'm taking one for the team this year. He's, You're going he, to 1A. Going I'm going to 1A. Going
1: to 1A. Uh, we have a, a nice following. We've built a nice following. We've added some advertisers who've really jumped on board with Adam Central and South Adams being on the radio. We've picked up some of South Adams' big duels in December that's going to determine whether or not they get that last spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it came out that 1A and 2A were going to be separate, I just texted Rex and I said, look, I already told my wife, we're going to have to go. Like, somebody's going to have to go to Franklin, and somebody's going to have to stay at Jay County. And it just it made sense. And so I, I think I'm trying to find a partner so that we can work off of each other down there. Rex and AJ are probably going to be at Jay County and we're just going to go back and forth and as inconvenient as it is for us, you know, that's it's we're not trying to get them to set up the tournament so that it's convenient for us. We're here to bring it to the people and bring it to the masses. So, I I'm I'm excited about Team State this year and uh, I think 1A is just as probably nearly as competitive as 2A is going to be.
0: And one thing that we haven't touched on yet tonight at all is that Dane and I have got behind the girls state finals. We covered the girls state finals last year. We had two girls from Belmont that made made the finals. But that doesn't matter. We're going to cover it anyways because we think the support of that girls state tournament, and I thought it was run very well last year. And I think that's something we're also behind. So, I mean, do you guys have some girls that have come into your program, you've started to build that girls program yet?
7: No, not this year. Um, in the past we have. And we've had Probably in the 10 years I've been here, six or seven girls. This year, no. Um, But there are some girls in our youth, and there are some girls that are showing interest in the middle school. When it's... Right now, everybody in wrestling knows that girls wrestling is listed as an emerging emerging IHSA sport. But at the town of Garrett, not everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. When that becomes more public and it's out in the open, I think there will be more girls that want to do it. I have a daughter. I have three daughters. Um, one of them that's old enough to wrestle, and she does a little wrestling. Right? She sees her older brother doing it, so she does a little bit of wrestling. I think my other girls might possibly dabble in it as well. And it's just having it the girls versus girls, there's going to be more girls that are willing to do it and want to do it.
0: I think that's always been a factor. It's... If you're a dad and you have a daughter and you may want her to wrestle, you don't really want her wrestling boys because number one, not it's boy girl, but it's competition wise. And if the girls are told you're gonna to wrestle girls and it's gonna be girl on girl wrestling and you're not have to compete against boys, some girls wanna compete against boys, they may have that option, but I think does it matter or change the factor and maybe get more girls out if they know that it's a straight girls only season?
7: And that's exactly what I'm saying. There are exceptions to the rule. We have girls in Indiana that go to boys' state and clearly are better than most of the boys in the state because they made state. But typically, like you said, that might make a difference for a lot of girls. And, hey, this is a real IHSA sport. You can really do this. I think that is going to be something that helps a ton as well.
1: Yeah, and we've we've really enjoyed getting to know some of the coaches and some of the personalities and guys like Gary Myers who, you know, you've never met him before and then all of a sudden you talk to him or Jason DeLois and there's just this burning passion in those guys to make this work and to fight for it and to put all of this time and effort and I think uh, I think as wrestling coaches we understand effort and the amount of time that people put in and there's some other sports where we know that they don't have to put as much effort in to get the results that they do and what he's been able to do with those uh, regional qualifiers and then the state tournament I mean, we had so much fun last year covering that.
0: You know, we got Sean Frote from Belmont covering the Belmont, supporting Belmont here today. And if you'd have told him that when Andrea Hernandez and uh, Trinity Coyne started wrestling back in a fifth grade, <laughs> that now those girls would have college scholarships wrestling, you, you, he wouldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, the, the college part of it is a nice addition to the whole narrative because it is that next step. That, that that progression, okay, why would I do this? You know, it's just like kids taking my class. Well, why are you going to take my class in high school? Well, because you may have to take it in college. Same thing, that ability to move on from high school and keep keep competing in your sport, I think, has made a big difference in, in, in growing girls wrestling.
7: Yeah. So. Um, Poppy and I talked about it this last summer. Aren't there five Olympic uh, spots for the girls team?
6: Yeah, two were Indiana. I think three were Indiana. Three,
7: I think we were 60% of the representation was from Indiana.
1: Yeah, and, and coaches yeah, have really embraced it here.
7: You know what I mean? Right. And we should be, and I'm glad that we're on the right step to do that because it should happen. So it's, it's about time.
1: Yeah. Well, coaches, I thank you for uh, joining us today and coming down here and for joining us on the podcast. And if anybody is interested in following the narrative of the 2A Team State Tournament, you know, our show is going to be the place to do it because it's all we're going to talk about from now until that second week of uh, January and uh, we've got a lot of, a lot of things to, to talk about, a lot of matches to go over and discussing those rankings and talking about that final spot and as you were saying earlier if there's six or seven teams who are going to have a chance to win it, that 12th team could make a big difference in how the, how the tournament plays out.
8: Absolutely, it's going to be a I think it's gonna be really competitive. Um, obviously we're a little bit partial to Garrett. Obviously you guys might be a little bit more partial to other teams, but I think it's gonna be really good. Sorry. I'm I'm an accountant by trade, not exactly a broadcaster, <laughs> but <laughs> Thanks.
1: It is it is gonna be fun and, and we were talking to Joe Caprino earlier about Indiana Matt and you know by the preseason mag follow the weekly team rankings, watch for results, get on Indiana Matt, fight for your team, it's going to be a fun time, you're going to find out who that last team is in December, you're going to get the brackets, the pairings, right here on our show live, which is always fun, and uh, and then by January 8th, everybody, not just us, who go to Portland, it seems like every weekend in the winter, everybody from the state is going to get to, to, to see the wonders of Jay County. Absolutely, we're Rex really, says. Really excited for you. I'm <laughs> excited re- to see that uh,
7: big patriot. Oh, guy. you got to
1: see the big patriot. You got to get your picture. Maybe you can include the big patriot in your in your team state title picture.
7: That's the hope.
1: That's the hope. Okay. Well, thank you guys for coming on, and I think All we're going right. to be joined by Coach Oberlin sure here next. I'll hand this over to Rex.
7: Thank you.
0: It's been the uh, Garrett coaching staff as uh, Dane has. Uh, I went over and lined up. Uh, Coach uh, Andy Oberlin from uh, the Fort Wrestling Facility and let's see if we can let's grab this one Andy Coach Oberlin has joined us here The, you know you, you've got you've got multiple hats you wear as coaches for high school but uh, you know I, I refer to you now you're you're uh, the Fort Wrestling Facility and uh, you know a couple years ago when you had this crazy idea of opening this how do you think it's went for you since you've uh, took on this big venture
9: uh, it's went pretty well um, it didn't start off quite as fast as I would hope it would um, but in general i have got I've got to go out to dinner with uh, Kenny Monday Logan Ste <laughs> Jordan like, no matter what like I've it, it's been an experience and I, I, I think a lot of kids have gotten a lot more mat time and a lot of opportunities so it, it is it's done a lot of the things that I was hoping they would do.
0: Have you gotten the support from the Fort Wayne area coaches? we got Russo uh has joined us as well uh, at, on the, with the headset on. Have you gotten some of the support from coaches around the area that have sent some of their kids in there to get some workout time in other than high school practice time?
9: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's still a growing process to in the area where um, uh, people are, uh, coaches are realizing that their kids need to get out from uh, under the room, but in general, yeah. Uh, coaches can only recommend the kids have, actually have to do is what I'm finding out. I know i got a ton of coaches that I talk to. and like, Look, I've, 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 I've told my kids to come out there. I've, 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 I've given them the flyers. I've talked to them about it. But they, they can't force the kids to do it. So it's got to be on the kids.
0: You can lead a horse to water, but drowning one's a son of a gun, right? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Bruce, uh, what's your uh, team at Northrop going to look like this year?
10: Now we've got 13 guys coming back uh, out of the 13. We have a tough time getting uh, good athletic kids out there to want to put in the work, uh, it's sad to say, but uh, it kind of deals with the football team also. Uh, we do have our uh, Jelante Hinton coming back. He'll be at 220 again this year. He's been, uh, he'll be a junior this year. He's went to state his freshman year and his sophomore year. Hope he gets over the hump this year on a Friday night and can get into the Saturday. Uh, he has put on 9 pounds, though, because the first two years he wrestled at 209, he's at 218 right now. So <laughs> I told him that 9 pounds is going to come in handy when he gets up to the, his better competition. And then we got another guy, a little guy, uh, what the regionals last year, uh, Rasheed Wallace, uh, Rasheed Rashid, uh, uh, Joe Clark. Yeah, yeah it's Rasheed Joe Clark. He keep getting his name mixed up because he changes <laughs> around all the time. He went 25 and 13 last year, made the regionals. He's put an awful lot of work in this Tunnel. summer. Tournaments, different camps. As he's been over to his club over there. He's, he's been all over. He's putting a lot of work. So hopefully, good things will happen for him. He's a senior, so hopefully, we can get him over that hump.
0: So, so with all that support, uh, right now financially, you're just way over the top. You're way ahead of this now, right? <laughs> just, just rubbing it in. No, I'm just telling. You. Uh, we knew when you wanted to do it. You knew when you wanted to do it. It's a, it's a labor of love, and it's one of those things that uh, you get in the middle of it, and uh, I don't know. Maybe they're all at your camping. I went by there last night. I was coming home from uh, Plymouth Volleyball and went by and there's a huge bunch of kids wrestling at your club or they were at the break and run. I'm not sure which.
9: Uh, between the break and run and Pro Bowl West. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're not the ones leaving the bottles at the end of the night in the parking lot.
0: I know and, and it's it's, a, it's something you did. You kind of went on a limb but it's something that we all know that the city of Fort Wayne, the size that it is needed it and that, you know Bruce is, uh, doesn't get to benefit from kids wrestling in grade school and junior high and making it up. And these, some of these kids come in their freshman year. In the past, I mean, that's the first time kids ever seen a wrestle mat that comes in his freshman year.
10: Yes, we actually finally had a little elementary program going on last year. We got 20 kids show up at Northrop, did a little three-year program, and we junctioned up at Northside's little school, too. We had a little tournament at the end of the session. We had Probably good over 100 some little elementary kids out there. It worked out pretty good. And a lot of these kids are excited. They want to come back next year for this year. So hopefully something can <laughs> – that's how middle schools are hurting us, too, though we're not getting a lot of help from the athletic directors as middle schools, and that, that hurts. We try putting up programs at Northrop with two feeder schools, and we'll get maybe five kids show up. We'll get shuttle buses set up, mats set up and everything. They don't. We don't charge them. We just can't – we can't do it ourselves. We kind of pound our head against the walls and say – we, we can only do so much
0: yeah and i know that and people ask why belmont has this strong tradition you know i started wrestling in fifth grade back in 1971 i think and uh, that's one of those things that uh, we had the same thing elementary program the seniors and juniors from the high school would come down after season was over they give me to middle an elementary school you put them kids together you, re- you practice about three weeks they had about Two weeks' worth of matches, and then you had tournaments at the end of the year, and that's how kids got their feet wet. And I tell you what, then that grew into the point where we had a couple of dads that started the Decatur Wrestling Club, and they, that grew into you know multiple state championships that Belmont has today. And it's not easy. You don't just fall off a log and landing success. You've got to work hard at it, and you guys both know that.
9: It's only gotten harder.
0: Yeah.
10: It's only gotten harder. Seems to get harder every year because kids, they don't want to put the effort into it. They think you get instant success by just being there just by showing up they don't want to do the off-season work and that's where a lot of a lot of your uh, extra skills come in putting the extra off-season and work and the kids just don't want to do that they want to do one team, one sport only i mean there's, again there's nothing wrong to do two sports at the same time but you got to put work in both of them or at least one of them and the kids don't want to do that
9: well you, you actually touched on a good point why why i say it's gotten harder is one yes the kids mentality and and, and being very <coughs> focused on a single sport and any more You know, back in the day, the kids could put four to six months into a season, and they could do pretty well. They could get that state championship, or they can get close to that. That doesn't happen anymore. No. Like, as a coach, I've worked a lot harder to get to where I'm at now than I did 20 years ago to get to where I was. And it's about, I wouldn't say the same, but it it was easier to get state, state place winners back then than it is now, well, as much as work that they have to put in and we have to put
0: in. I don't care what sport you're in, if you want to become an elite athlete, yep. you're going to play club soccer, you're going yep. to play club volleyball, you're going to wrestle in the summertime, and it's one of those things that uh, you've got to put a lot of work in. And the level of wrestling in the state of India has become to the point, sorry to say, but most of these kids they are they're that level only wrestle and they wrestle all the rest of the year round.
9: Yep, unless you're 170, 182, and about. Or yeah. or nine above. Yep. Like Other than that, you're absolutely right.
0: I'll tell you what, I appreciate you guys making your way down here. And just first initial thoughts, what do you, what do you think of uh, this uh, first ever media day for wrestling?
10: Well, I think it's good. You have to get coaches down here anyways to, you know, get something going. Uh, You've got to start somewhere. It's like your wrestlers. you got to start somewhere, get your feet wet, and get the program working each year. Coach knows this with a camp he's got going on over there, and,
0: it's like anything else. If you offer wrestling coaches free food, they'll show up. Yeah, I was going
9: to huh. say tacos. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate- no, it, yeah, it's great. All these people we know. It, it, it's a community. It, it's great to, to talk to the guy, uh, the other coaches right before we get to ready to get after it and go to our own quarters.
0: And with that, uh, I'm going to let you guys go. We've got a couple of referees uh, near and dear to my heart sitting here. We're going to have some referees step in here. We appreciate that as uh, they step off. And uh, enjoy the rest of the night, guys. Thank you. That mic up, here, Tyrone? Here. There. Go that way. That way. They had the headset on backward. I'm joined by a couple of guys that uh, spent a lot of time doing something that I spent 25 years doing. I got a couple of referees here, and Judge Howard, and uh, Tyrone Wilson, and guys. Uh, I'm glad you was able to come down here tonight, and I'm certain. I'm, I'm glad you wore your shirts so that people knew you were referees because they may not have recognized you without your stripes <laughs> on.
5: It's true, it's <laughs> true. That's the only way they normally see yeah. us. <laughs> it's
0: like who is that guy? I for years after you know while I was refereeing, I'd be at the mall someplace and somebody'd stare at me a long time and they'd look and I I know you from some places. Yeah. Like yeah, well if I had if I had a different shirt on, you'd recognize me even more. But uh, and it, my wife would go, you know them. Let me guess. It's from wrestling. Yeah, I know I'm from wrestling.
11: Yeah, that's why I say when people look at me like, a, and they think they should know me. I said, "Well, do you have a kid that wrestles?" Yeah. I said, "That's a- where." Yeah.
5: <laughs> Picture me with colored wristbands on, and then we'll go from there.
0: <laughs> so, uh, what do you guys' this season look like? And we talk to these coaches about their schedules because they they do the same guys over. I know that when I refereed, I did a lot of the same tournaments over and over again. Are there new tournaments that are coming up that you guys are kind of getting drawn into? I know that there's a lot more officiating now than there was when I am when you're throwing the team states and you're throwing a girls sport. I mean, there's a lot of things that add up. You could just about work every night, can't you?
11: Yeah, and we yeah. almost do now. <laughs> like in, in November, I was looking and I have one Sunday that I'm not either on the mat or working <laughs> or both. So I have one day that I can see my grandkids in November.
0: So you actually do some college matches too and it, and those kind of ref wrestle on different nights than high school do, yeah. right? right? J-
11: Josh and I both do college as well. Um, I'm definitely more of a high school official that kind of dabbles in college, and I think that actually helps me be a better high school official, particularly for the the semi-state and state level, because you, you, you see that all the time in college. And so, yeah, there's a lot of, um, of weeks where I have a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where uh, during the week it's either high school or college and then I have a college on a Friday night, and I have high school on Saturday, and then a college on Sunday. Right, so the, that,
5: the, ed, the addition of Sunday for yeah, colleges.
11: So thing. my December's and January's are booked up that way. Almost every Sunday's a college meet. So, uh, how far of
0: a range do you guys go? I know I like to get out of the zone, and, and I did the Dunlan Conference, so I went to the region and refereed up in the region. And I tell you what, if you want to get your teeth, you want to cut your teeth and really be chewed on, go work some in the region because them people are a little crazy up there.
11: <laughs> yeah, I I used to travel quite a bit more for high school when I was uh, less experienced just to get more exposure and just to pick up more meets. Um, but now for high school, I'm pretty particular and stay very, very close to home.
0: You know, I, I had that problem because I, I was very young, coming right out of college, and people still remember me as a Belmont wrestler. So... I didn't want to work the area and didn't want that mystique that people think you are Belmont guys. So there was 10 or 15 years I worked totally out of the area, didn't do very many Belmont matches, and uh, just to stay out of that. And then after a certain point, you think, you know, I'm, I've got enough underneath my belt. You know, people respect for one thing. I can go do those matches. And, you know, I spent the last 10 years working quite a few Belmont matches and, and didn't really have any problems.
5: Yeah. I think um, for, like, duels, we stay pretty close to the area. I know I spread out a little bit when it comes to tournaments. Yeah. I'll travel a little bit farther, but especially for duels, I'll stay pretty local.
11: Yeah. I think that's just probably a natural tension. Like, Kyle Lawson is a recent Belmont grad that's taken up officiating Is mm-hmm. already one of our better officials, in, in my opinion, and uh, but he's real hesitant to do any kind of Belmont. He wouldn't even step up and, and do the JV matches at Belmont because I think he's... Not, not comfortable with it, but give him a few years and he'll be there.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things that it, it there's it's almost harder for official to referee people in the there. You almost over referee, and you you kind of do things like I don't want people to think I'm say, and you may be over critical for it. It's one of those things that you come out and the kids have black and white uniforms. It doesn't matter who they are. You referee the way it is, and and that eventually you'll come to the point where. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't matter to me.
11: Yeah, it's just a job for me. right yeah. now. I enjoy it, but it's it's a job, and I'm just totally objective by the book.
0: Now let's let's put this out there. You talked about Kyle Austin being a new young referee. I see a lot of these guys come out and they go into coaching. Here's a little. Here's, this is Rex Burr talking. High school coaches, you don't need 14 coaches on your staff. We could use three of those guys for referee and become good referees more than I need 14 coaches in a room.
11: Mm-hmm. And the thing that uh, I try to emphasize young kids is, like, if you have a job or you're going to school and you don't have time to be a coach, you can have time to be an official um, and you work as, as much or as little as you want as an official these days. Absolutely. You control your own schedule, you
5: take what you want, you take days off if you want. Yep. Yeah, for you
11: sure. know, A lot
0: of time. you know, back in my era, people from Decatur, 80% of them went to Ball State. Guys that went down there, you can work Delaware County from going to school at Ball State. You can do it if you wrestle Indiana Tech. I mean, if you're someplace in Fort, and there are so many matches out there. Schools are just dying for officials, and uh, it's not hard to pick up matches.
11: No. That's right. Yeah, we just need to get that message to the kids in the wrestling rooms today so when they graduate, they're at least thinking about it.
0: So what's the best way for a young guy to find information about uh, getting into the refereeing?
11: Um, they can contact contact me or basically talk to any official and they'll give them the right, right person to contact and, and get them started uh, the IHSA actually has a mentor mentee program and they can actually get their first year um, fees from the IHSAA as well as their association fees paid for hmm. and so that's what we did for, for Kyle for example and, and uh, so I have a couple of guys that have taken advantage of that and then uh, we just make sure we pair them up with, the, with officials that are going to teach them the proper mechanics to begin with so they don't have bad habits to break. And uh, it's, it's working out really well. well.
0: I appreciate you guys taking the time to come down and to be part of the media event. I'd like to uh, thank you for stopping in and talking to us. And uh, we see you guys around the mat a lot of the during the year. And, and both of you guys understand that uh, it takes sponsors to pay for this radio time that we get. And you guys are always good to make sure that we get plenty of time to read our sponsors in between. Because if I have 74 commercial spots to do in 14 wrestling matches, sometimes it gets a little tight. You know, we can get some pre-match, get some post-match. But in between matches, we need to get a 30-second spot. in And both of you guys have been really gracious to help us get that done.
11: Yeah, we try to remember to do that. So. Yeah, here's
0: the <laughs> fist. Are you ready? No, need you, know, you go. <laughs> we appreciate you stopping in. And uh, we've got one more coach here we're going to interview. And then we're going to probably break down and head down... Do it ready to do our other show inside. So appreciate you guys coming down.
11: Yep. Thanks. Thanks. Bye bye.
0: And I think uh, Coach uh, Sam Reason from uh, East Noble High School has uh, made his way in here. Dane's going to step in here with him. Problem with that problem with that mic is they they had it backwards. Oh, they, they couldn't get stay up. And it was, I just blame Poppy. Yeah, it's Poppy. Poppy says he listens to every episode, so we can't really? talk bad about him. He, he'll he'll hear it. <laughs> and we're joined by Coach Sam Reason from East Noble High School. And uh, Coach, uh, how has your uh, football season affected your getting ready for first practice starting tomorrow?
8: Well, you know um, we've got pretty good football tradition at East Noble, so. We never quite know when we're going to get the guys in, and, um, you know, we were down a little bit this year, so, you know, we'll find out tomorrow, I guess, how many of them show up. And I kind of told them they have that week. It's kind of nice to have this first week. Cause it's kind of a transition week, you know, almost no matter what. If your kids win that first round of sectionals, uh, or sorry, unless they lose the first round, it's kind of a transition week. And um, so excited to see, you know, how many of them are up there. I think we're going to have a pretty good pretty good number of football players. Luke Amstutz really uh, pushes those guys up to the wrestling team.
1: I was talking to Sam while we were in the bullpen over there, and he was telling me that it's a a different first day of practice for him tomorrow, because he's already been practicing with girls for two weeks really
8: yeah so we've done two weeks worth of uh yeah girls practice they start uh officially two weeks ago and so we had about 16 come out and we're down to kidding me yeah we had pretty good numbers so we we're down to this guy's killing it (laughs) well we're about 12 girls right now and so um picked up four managers last week they (laughs) found out it wasn't for them but yeah we've got a good following good community for it so uh we're really excited about what our girls program is going to do as well so um
5: yeah
1: it's it's funny the sacrifices that people are making and, and going through and we were talking about the passion earlier a, a few guests ago about you know you see some guys that you would have never thought would have just just dove head first into girls wrestling but they have and with guys like gary myers and jason deloes who just have so much passion for the sport it, it it's really kind of crazy but i I saw on Facebook yesterday, and I feel bad because he's not here, and he's one of our biggest fans, but you probably haven't seen this yet. Maybe you do because you're on Facebook sometimes. A.J. Bradley has hired his wife as Muncie Central's girls coach. And, like, you know, anybody who knows A.J. knows he's got a heart as big as he is. But, like, they're all in. He's all in on Muncie. He's all in on wrestling. He's all in on Muncie wrestling. And now his wife's like, yeah. These girls need somebody else. Like, how have you handled the the coaching need for basically combining two teams into one?
8: So we, uh, our school has been really supportive and. I'm, get, I'm hired as a head girls wrestling coach, uh, so, um, you know, I'm getting a paid stipend to do both. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a, a teacher who randomly has never wrestled, but uh, a female teacher said she wanted to help out with the team. And I said, absolutely. That's and awesome. She's, she's jumped right in there, you know. So I did actually try to talk my wife into doing it. <laughs> but uh, uh, Tina Tante's is coaching Franklin's – she's the head girls coach Really? At, and, at you Franklin's. know,
1: Jay County's another model. They had – they had, they had a full team. had four or five dads last year. And, you know, Eric was Eric was all in and, and was very supportive. And then he said he got it in about two or three years, and he realized, you know, if we're going to do this, we we need to go completely separate. That was his opinion. And I know a lot of people have a, a lot of different opinions, but he went out and he found five dads. <laughs> and they have a full coaching staff. And, like, we went to regional uh, on the, the day before Team State, and they had a full full coaching staff they had they had someone in the chair they had someone in the girl warming up they had somebody sitting over in the stands and i mean they were they were everywhere and well, they really
0: bought in it doesn't hurt that mason winter's little sister is wrestling and her his dad coach him a lot. Yes. he's one of those dad coaches it's like dad coach plus almost i mean you get more than just just a dad that comes out that's just there to help that's a true coach. And
8: she's pretty solid. She's yeah. good she's a good wrestling. Absolutely. Yeah, but awesome. I'm
1: still saying I I'm going back to this. Twenty years ago, if you would have said that Jay County was gonna have three volunteer coaches who didn't have daughters on the team who were willing to put their time in and coach girls wrestling for Jay County High School, I mean, I just I don't think anybody could have imagined what what it has and how quickly it's it's gotten to where it is
8: yeah and you know when it first started i wouldn't say i was like you know gung-ho we got to get girls wrestling team but once i went to a couple you know one one girls regional was really all it took to be like hey this is you know it's gonna happen and it's it's awesome because the girls they're out there you know uh, with the same emotions caring you know wanting to win just like the guys are and it's cool to see it to see it really take
2: off and grow
0: so here's a little tip if, you know, when you're a kid and you saw the cartoons and when Bugs Bunny would travel, he had all stickers from all around the world on his lot, on his suitcase. If you would ask Brad Harper 10 years ago how many stickers he'd have in his yeah. cartoon suitcase <laughs> from wrestling, been all around the world with Sarah Hildebrand. I mean, if if Indiana girls look up to Kayla Miracle and, and Laura Hildebrand, those girls, you know, two of the five, six spots on the Indiana team were girls from indiana that they can look up to those girls wrestle at such a high level every girl the united states women's team is tough oh they yeah. are studs and if you want to follow you know if you, you listen to uh you know juan bolden over here talks about freestyle wrestling stuff he's got a lot of articles on there and videos of some of the women's team the women's u.s team is incredibly talented
8: mm-hmm. and like you know the ocampo girls from uh you know snyder are are you know, Pan American game, you know, competitors. So, some of the highest ones in the nation. So, there's some good girls right here in the area. And uh, yeah, and, and so we've got a big event. November 12th is the, uh, we're hosting a girls uh, tournament and we have about 30 teams there and we're really, really excited for
0: that. That's what it takes. I mean, you can become the Mishawaka of girls <laughs> tournaments. Yeah, right? we,
8: we kind of, yeah, we do have, I think it's the only one in the area that's, Jay County's hosting one a little bit later, but we're like the first of the uh, girls events. In the area, so we're really excited to see how
1: that goes. So we're down to just the last 90 seconds of our show before we pack up and go home. But I do want to ask you because we talked to Pat Culp earlier about the changes in the NE8, What did you do with your schedule now that we every ki- everything has changed? We killed it. We picked
8: up uh, Homestead, Northwood, Northridge, Ridge, Wawasee, and Prairie Heights. So we were like, "That's awesome!" Yeah, we got we got that's, really that is good. awesome
1: for you. And I think if we if we were to analyze everything that's happened out of that. And I know uh, from what Tim has told me, Tim has been a big pusher of, of, of moving to this format. He'd be tickled pink to know that that happened to your program and that's what you were able to do. Because now we get to have that fun weekend and you added all of those. So we, we kudos to you. Really good duels. And, uh,
8: yeah, we'll, we'll see how my record is at the end of the year if I agree <laughs> with you on that. So.
0: Well, if your team gets better, your record doesn't matter, That's does true. It?
8: That's true. And we will get better with, uh, you know, we're going to have tough teams every competition. Well, we're looking
1: forward anybody who listens to WZBD. We will have a full weekend of coverage. Rex and I and AJ will have Friday night from one place, Saturday from another, we'll, because the ACAC duels are the same weekend. Okay. So we're going to have to choose one location one day, one location the next. But it's going to be a good time and could be a really competitive set of conference duels with as good teams as we have between any eight and ACAC. Yeah,
8: I've been telling everybody, like, we're, like, we're going to have a pretty good team this year and we could finish sixth or seventh in the conference. Like, it's like, you know, uh, if, even if we don't do well, like we still have really good competitive kids. And that's just the way like it is like everybody, all the teams are pretty good.
0: Well, that will just prep you for the, for the post season. That's right. That's true. I'll well, tell you what, uh, thanks for coming in coach. And, uh, with that, I'm going to shut down here and uh, let Steve back in the studio know we're going to shut down. Uh, so just put, push pause on the, on the record button, and we're going to move into uh, the other room back with uh, our regular show here shortly.